Imogen, you know how I love sticking the boot into Wellington, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get it out. Get it over with. The coolest little capital in the world, eh? Still is. With its um, its murderous lamps, uh, its unfluoridated water, and now, apparently, it's not very good coffee. What about Auckland's traffic? How's the traffic going okay, up there? Okay, fair point. Yeah, yeah fair thank point. Thank you. I, the, uh, the lamp story does... I'll concede that one. Um, my favourite thing about the falling lamps in Wellington is apparently throughout the entire process, no one factored in the wind when they bought them. Yeah. Uh, the coffee thing I'm a bit annoyed about. So Wellington didn't make the top 50 cities for places to get coffee in the world. Oh, look, i got to say, I think it's pathetic being proud of your coffee anyway, Why? to be honest. Like, pr- it's coffee. Come on. Have you had flight coffee before? Yeah, flight coffee's good. Flight yeah. coffee is chef's kiss, mamma mia, Injected into my eyeballs if I could. <laughs> we better get to the meat and potatoes of today's episode, otherwise <laughs> we'll fill 20 minutes. Uh, Kilda, this is Newsball, I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. There's no other way to introduce this yarn other than to just say the word scabies. And I'm really sorry if that's already made you itchy, because I'm itchy just from saying the word. It's gross, it's spreading amongst uni students down south. We've got your 101 on how to avoid it and how to get rid of it if you do get it. Also, how do you make one of the most divisive and confusing government policies sound a wee bit better? Well, you give it an extreme makeover. We will explain what has actually gone on with these uh, three waters reforms, and then we promise you'll never have to talk about it ever again for the rest of life. We do promise. We do. We do promise. We're also going to talk why hippos are a road hazard in Colombia. I'm saying no more. It sounds like one of those random sentence generators, but it's actually true. And uh, would you look at that, another week coming to an end, another weekend beckons, and that means, of course, Fun Fact Friday is here to ease you into the delights of the weekend. We've got all that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. Hey, there are uh, some concerns going around over an itchy and icky outbreak in the South Island, and we are sorry, but we do have to talk about this and mention its name, scabies. It makes me itchy, just with the word, but it's been reported that doctors down south are seeing more and more uni students with the disease, which has been described in the past as worse than having an STD. And it appears to be spreading throughout flats and halls. So here to give us the scabies lowdown, <laughs> what a sentence. <laughs> uh, the what to do and what not to do is Dr. Api Talemaitonga. Api, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Bulavanaka to everybody. What is or what are scabies? So scabies is a mite you know, that grows quite rapidly and it loves spreading from one person to the other, and it spreads by close skin contact. So if you touch someone, sit next to them. Worse, if you share their clothes, towels, you know, grabbing your flatmate's T-shirt, that might just put the eggs from the scabies that they've got onto you. I know that sounds disgusting, but that's (laughs) how it spreads. (laughs) We can't get away from it. When you say a mite, so it's like it's a living thing. They're tiny little crabs, if you like, that just burrow. I mean, they're invisible to us, 
But of course, they're irritating the nerve endings under the skin. And I have to say, when it's itchy, it's really itchy. And it's worse when you're warm. So one of the ways we ask or we diagnose it easily is we tell people, is, is your itchiness worse when you're in bed? So you're under the duvet, under the sheets, you're nice and warm, and you can't sleep because of the itch. Or you've just had a hot shower and you're scratching like mad because you warmed the area up. Disturbed the mites who start moving around. Untreated? What are the risks? So untreated, the biggest risk is a public health thing because you will continue to spread it to those you come into contact with, you know, your sports mates that you might bump into, um, people that you live with, any household contacts will continue. I mean, it doesn't kill you unless you could die from itching, but it's very unpleasant, the itch, and you can scratch your skin raw. I feel sorry for the young ones that don't quite realize the, you know, how to maybe scratch with a piece of towel or face cloth, but they're scratching with their fingernails. Unfortunately, they burrow the mite, the mites burrow underneath the nails. So when they go and touch someone else, uh, it just spreads along. What are the steps that you can take to avoid getting scabies? And if you do get scabies, what should you do then? Yeah, so a very good question, Emil. So the best thing is stick to your own clothes, your own towel. Do not share um, these things, you know, um, your own beddings. Um, well, if someone is sleeping with you or next to you and it's beginning to scratch, you need to clean or change those beddings. If you realize you've got it, permethrin is a prescription medicine. You can actually buy it over the counter at the pharmacy, but we still like you to talk to your doctor about it just in case there might be um, something else causing the itch. You know, there's things like psoriasis or eczema um, that, or an allergy that can cause the itch. But of course, if other people in the flat or the hostel have scabies, then it's most likely scabies. I'm just itchy. <laughs> I'm just itchy all over. Afi Talimaitonga, thank you so much for your time today. It was very enlightening and semi-disgusting, but uh, an important message out there. Really appreciate yeah, it. Dr. Afi, I promise we'll get you on to talk about something that doesn't make me pull faces <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> That'll be so much better because we're all itching now. Yes. Let's talk H2O. The Three Waters program has undergone an extreme makeover, bureaucracy edition. Yes, this is, of course, uh, one of the most contentious tranches of legislation the government's pushing through essentially aiming to improve the quality of drinking water and stormwater and wastewater networks by... Uh, centralising some processes and having more diverse voices around the decision-making table. Bear with us here. We promise this is worth talking about. Three Waters has been criticised from some quarters for its expense, for the perception it's taking power away from the regions and giving it to Wellington bureaucrats, and that it puts too much power into the hands of iwi. These latest changes are, it seems, aimed at cooling the rhetorical jets a wee bit, and here to explain what they are is a political reporter, Thomas Manch. Hey, walk us through these changes first of all, if you could. 
So calling the rhetorical jets is right. I mean, a lot of this seems to be about rebranding. You know, Three Waters is gone. No longer will we will the government call it Three Waters. Instead, it's affordable water reforms. Um, also gone is co-governance, but not in effect. The governance structure remains, but the word co-governance won't be used. But substantially, the pro- previously proposed four water entities will become Ten water entities. And thinking down the track, how much money will are people going to save once three waters or what was what? What's the new name? I've already forgotten. Affordable water reforms. Yeah. Well, the yeah, affordable water reforms. What? How much are they going to be affordable? And are people going to save money? I struggle with the numbers, right? Because one, I'm a journalist and not a mathematician. But two, the <laughs> these are huge estimates. These are these are you know these are averages by 2054. Now we we know in the last four years how quickly things can change. And, you know, the numbers you once knew are now irrelevant. So, like, the government today is saying that, you know, on average, um, households will receive 2770 to $5,400 in savings per year by 2054. How they can, how they can, you know, come up with? And I mean, that's a big, that's like double. It's like it's, it could be fifty percent, or it could be a hundred percent. There's a big graph, a big, <laughs> sorry, list of, of, you know, if you're in this district, it might be this. You know, I mean, I mean, it's all. It seems like a bit of wizardry to me. There's probably, there's, you know, there's probably evidence behind it as much as evidence could be provided. Anyway, the regard, the, the fact of the matter is, it's, it's expensive to, to improve these water assets to run them. The cost will either be sheeted to ratepayers, or it won't. Thomas Manch, who I imagine will be relieved when he no longer has to report on Three Waters issues. Thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Affordable water reforms to you. Yes, thank you very good much. Point. Yeah, thank you. Welcome to a sentence that uh, none of us ever thought we would say, at least of all myself. A hippopotamus has been killed after it was hit by a car in Colombia. Lots to unpack. Lots to yeah. unpack. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, that is uh, why we are here. And who better to explain how and why the hell this happened than resident zoologist Imogen Wells? Um, let's just not talk about my credentials. Why are there hippos in Colombia? <laughs> well, in short, famed drug lord Pablo Escobar took them there illegally in the 1970s because he wanted them. Yeah. But unfortunately, when you introduce animals which can grow up to five metres long and up to uh, 1,500 kgs into a place where they have no natural predators, the population just grows unchecked, which is exactly what's happened in Colombia. Yeah, but just, you know, like get... Get rid of the hippos. Put them on a put them on a plane and send them back to we like Africa? Africa. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. Th- that has been that has been a, a, an option discussed, obviously, um, and and a tried option. Uh-huh. Many of them were removed from Escobar's hacienda, but a remaining few were too hard to catch, and so are still there. And it's believed there are about a hundred and thirty of these hippos roaming around still, but that population could hit four hundred in just a few years' time. Loved the way that you leaned into the hacienda as well. Mm. It's a nice word to say, isn't it? Gracias. Gracias. All right, and so now they're getting hit by cars, are they? Well, this appears to be the first instance uh, of a hippo being hit by a car, but because the population continues to grow, forcing the hippos to seek out new waterways, it might not be the last time we see this. The highway in question has seen a number of hippo crossings, and given that hippos are mostly active at night, that also adds to the danger even further. Mm. And oddly enough, hippos aren't very tall. Usually only up to 165 centimetres or five foot four. 
or at the shoulder. So, um, wow. you can imagine it. Really? Quite, yeah, it could be quite hard to spot. But chonky boys, though, aren't they? Chonky short yeah. boys. Yeah. Uh, the people in the car, by the way, weren't harmed. Um, so whatever car they were driving, get me five. Holy shit. Like, because yeah. these are, the hippos are like over a ton. Car one, hippo nil. Damn, that must have been a Toyota Hilux. <laughs> not the humble Suzuki Swift? <laughs> it's definitely not my Honda Jazz. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You'll also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, Subscribe to the Long Read from Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. <sighs> okay, it is time for that time of the week. Wow, you're all right. It's definitely Friday. <laughs> you notice that I didn't say it with the sort of resignation and venom that I had in my voice last week, though. Oh, that, yeah. And why, why, Emil? Tell us. Well, because I won last week. Right, so Fun Fact Friday, we give each other a fact uh, and then the people vote for who has the best fact and at the end of the year, we do a forfeit. The forfeit will be eating something that we don't like. So you will be eating an entire jar of olives and also drinking a dirty martini, um, whereas I believe I am eating an entire fish. You start us off, go on. Okay, all right. In the three minutes and 37 seconds... It takes to listen to the Proclaimers smash hit song, I Would Walk 500 Miles. Yeah. The International Space Station travels 500 miles and then 500 more. No. Yeah, true story. It moves approximately 4.7 miles per second. And so in the three minutes and 37 seconds, it travels just over a thousand miles. It does what the song says. Do you reckon they play it on loop in there? (laughs) If they do, I never want to go. That is, and look, don't take offence by this, but that is my favourite fun fact you've ever come to the table with. Mine is that more people are bitten by other people in New York alone than are bitten by sharks worldwide. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been to New York? I have. Terrible. I haven't. I'm meant to be going later later this year, and... It just seems like... Well, they're this, biters. Watch out. Well, it seems like this wild fantasy world where, like, anything can happen, you know? Okay, imagine if your biters had scabies. <laughs> but, of course, it doesn't matter what we think about one another's fact or our own facts. It matters what you think. So head to our Instagram, at NewsWillNZ, and vote. We've got a poll up. Who won? We've got P- New York biters versus the International Space Station travelling... 500 miles and then another 500 more. Gee, strong Friday energy here from Newsable. Uh, that is us for today. I'm Emil Donovan. And I'm Imogen Wells. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on your favourite podcast player and leave us a rating and a review. It helps other listeners discover the show and we'd really appreciate it. And you could even chuck some fun facts in your reviews and then maybe we could say them on the pod and then you'll be like, hey, that was me. That was mine. 
and then like imagine the the fulfillment you'd have in your life. So you know it's an option. Exactly. You can also follow us on social media. Stay up to date on new episodes, which we have a lot of uh, behind the scenes content and all things newsable. You can find us on Insta and TikTok and YouTube. Just search up Newsable NZ. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please support our work. Visit stuff.co.nz support.